Welcome back, I guess, episode 9 of Truck Max Top 1000 podcast, 920 to 911 today, and that means we are just two episodes away from leaving the 900s for good. How exciting. Let me tell you that I can promise you that the 800s will be slightly better than the 900s, and that is only my personal opinion. And you can take that to the bank. But in saying that, today's episode has got quite a few bangers on there. And yes, I will say that every episode because in my head, they are all bangers. Um, But uh, nevertheless, it is a Sunday afternoon headed to work. Uh, Pick this shift up. Hard to say no to that Sunday rate. Um, But I do have an assignment due tomorrow night, I also work tomorrow night, so it's tough to, um, tough to navigate that one, I hope that I can get the assignment done before then, if not, I'll be in a bit of trouble, I might have to cop the 10% late, um, mark, but I don't think I have to do that, usually I hit peak stress mode, um, round about now, around about 24 hours before it's due, my brain just goes, you know what, let's fucking do this, easy, get it done, don't even have to worry about it, my biggest um, problem at the moment is that there's quite a few group chats going around Facebook of uni students in the course um, talking about, you know, their assignment, and they just stress me out because they seem to care too much. Uh, But I'm not saying that I don't care, but I'm saying that my levels of care have been optimised to perfectly do the assignment in my head without, you know, wasting 18 hours perfecting every little detail. You know, if you just follow the outline of the assignment and do what they ask, that's what they're going to give you marks for. Look at the rubric. What are you getting marks for? You know, five marks for referencing. Just reference. You know, you don't have to do the extra mile. You don't have to make it a pretty font. You don't have to... There's no There's no marks for trying hard. The teachers don't know how hard you've tried. There's no marks for going on the discussion forum either and, and basically belittling the course coordinator for setting out the assignment. Yes, maybe the assignment isn't set out perfectly, but how's going on the uh, discussion forum on Blackboard and telling them that it's, like, it sucks going to help? Because it's not. So you may as well not do it. I, um, well, I tend to just read the course outline, uh, the assessment outline, read the rubric, and just make sure that I've done everything. Even if I don't do everything perfectly, if I've done everything in the rubric to a certain extent, I will get marked. That's how it works. So, thankfully, that's where my head's at. And this assignment's a bit shit anyway, so I don't really care too much. It's worth a, it's worth 40%, but, you know, that's fine. Like, what are you going to do? You can't, you can't get... 40 marks really, it's going to be impossible for anyone to get 40 marks, so I'm just going to stop trying to do that, you know, I'm not saying that you don't, you can't get 40, but it's very difficult, so, you know, if you get a good enough mark in every assignment, then overall your course grade will be fine, so just worry about doing that instead of needing to have everything perfect, it's just how people stress out, now I don't mind stressing out, stressing out's good for you, to a certain extent, the optimum level of stress, where the body just goes into fucking workout mode and just fucking grinds shit out, the energy is just flowing, that's me 
for me in 12 hours, that'll be me. I'll be ready. I'll be fucking absolutely on one. So, um, I think the hardest part for me about any assignment is the formatting and the referencing because it's boring and I don't like doing it. Um, you know, I don't mind looking up resources and like quoting them and referencing them, but having to write the reference list and the in-text citations and fucking, you know, making sure that the page numbers are all in there fucking sucks, man. I'd rather just not get the three marks. But, you know, I do it to a certain extent, as I said, to get a little bit of marks, and that's what matters. You know, give me a 2,000-word essay, man. I'll just write that fucking off the top of my head and hope that there's enough dribble in there that's fucking legible. And, you know, it's these it's these assignments that have little parts that are all fucking stupid. Like, I've got to make a mind map and then a table of Twitter... of tweets that I've been tweeting, which has been a pain in the ass in itself. So, and this sort of assignment pisses me off. Um, at least the last song that I did that I talked about the other day that was 10%, it was still 2,000 words, and even though I won't get that many marks for it, you know, I could still just write, just sit there all day and write, and it, it felt fine. But you're not here to talk about Truck Max fourth year of university, you're here to talk about Truck Max top 1,000 songs of all time. And as I said, 920 to 911 it is tradition that I do this on the way to or from work, and that is happening again today. I'm on my way to work, as I said. So, um, 920, kicking it off for today. It is the first feature for a band that has so many songs in this countdown, it's going to be hard for me to say something about every song, but it is Catfish and the Bottleman, their first appearance with Red at 920 from The Ride in 2016 five years ago now, and 13 million streams on this one, definitely not the most popular of the songs in terms of streams, I would say, but for me at the same time, you know, this is the album that got me into Catfish in the Bottom, and I think I was on Apple Music at the time, 2016, and Soundcheck and Twice and Seven all came out, and they're all on their, on the recommended part of my Apple Music listened to that, fell in love, listened to the album, fell even more in love, and then listened to The Balcony, and here we are. So, Red, um, I've said this before about the Grogans and a couple of other bands, but Catfish is one of those bands that I know a lot of their songs and all the lyrics, but if you asked me to start singing Red right now, I probably would struggle. I just know when it comes on that I know what it is, as soon as it comes on I know that it's the song, but... I have listened to it before because um, I wanted to refresh my memory, but I actually wouldn't have been able to tell you the difference between that and another song unless I listened to it. Like, I literally, all their music and lyrics are just sort of integrated into one piece of my mind, other than their big, big songs for me. They've got, like, five particular ones that are obvious, like, I obviously know what they are straight away, but even the rest of them I just... I seriously have no idea sometimes. Like, as soon as the song starts, I'm singing away, no problem. But beforehand, fucking no chance. Literally no chance. Um, so, you know, is that a bad thing? I tend to think maybe it is. But I also, like, you know, don't care. I could sit here and, like, listen to them on repeat and make sure my brain knows, but I just don't do that. So, um, you know, disappointing, but... What can you say? So we're 
920 for them. 16 million streams for one of their lesser-known songs off the album. I'd still be taking that. Welsh, actually, I believe they are. Um, and they had quite a few songs in the Best of British last year. They didn't have any this year, which is... Um, I wouldn't say disappointing because I was still happy with all the songs that were in there, but like knowing that they were in there last year meant that I was expecting to hear them at some point in the day, and I didn't. So, you know, you disappoint yourself with things like that sometimes, and that's okay. So, um, Catfish, yeah, Welsh, I don't really... I don't really know if that comes out in their singing. I'm pretty sure it doesn't. Like, I don't think I know that they're Welsh. I think I just looked them up and they were Welsh, and I thought that was interesting. Uh, All Black on stage, from what I remember. I've seen them a couple of times. They were at Splendour. And I went and saw them at the Enmore Theatre, and they also played in Newcastle, like, the day I got back from Splendour, which was sick. So, they're, um, they're a personal favourite of mine, you know, live and on the album, you know, I'm a big fan of them, and their live set is really quite good, so, um, yeah, Catfish, first appearance of many, there'll be plenty more for me to say in the future about them and their other songs, Um, but 919, moving into a rap song by a guy called Logic, you might have heard of him, and this one's called Nicky, from the album Under Pressure, not the Queen and David Bowie song that Vanilla Ice took, the baseline off or whatever it was, does he still get money for that? I feel like he does and I feel like Queen and David Bowie didn't get like um, credited with that. So they, they got pissed off where he's speeding. Um, so Vanilla Ice's biggest song ever is like not even, doesn't even get the uh, the money because it's not his, not his music and it's sort of stolen. But, you know, I'm sure he's probably doing alright. I think I saw him in a movie once. Is it the That's My Boy with Adam Sandler? The Vanilla Rice is in it. And, like, I think he references that part of, like, how he doesn't get any money for it. So he must be okay. He acted in a movie, I guess. So that's sort of money in itself. Um, but he is not Logic. I don't know, even know why. I don't know the album name. But, um, yeah, Logic... I didn't really like that newish album that he had with the phone number in it. I don't know what the song was called, but I remember him being like pretty popular after that and he had two or three songs from that album that really sort of got a lot of um, airtime or playtime on the radio because um, they were quite, they were good. Like I can appreciate why they were popular songs, but for me, not so much. But this one is a bit older, 2014 still has 94 million streams, so sometimes I think that a song isn't that well known and then it has 100 million streams and I just feel like an idiot, but yeah, Under Pressure is the album, Logic is the rapper, don't hear too much about him, but I do enjoy this type of rap song, there is one real, a lot later than this high place that you'll hear about, in a similar sort of style of music, it's rap, but there's no, like, um, there's no crazy fucking 505 or whatever it is, 808, is that it? Yeah, 808. Or, like, unbelievable production that you have to, like, really appreciate, like, Metro Boomin doing some shit while he's also speeding. People are fucking crazy. It's a Sunday, bro. Chill out. You know, what is everyone in such a rush for? He was just flying. Um, but, 
Yeah, the 919th Logic with Nicky. Uh, yeah, give it a listen if that's your type of style of rap. Um, I really have no idea what I'm talking about with rap. I just can under, I can appreciate a good beat. I don't really understand any of the, the terms. I said 808 as if I know what that is, but I don't. Um, so, yeah, Logic doesn't have any more. I don't think I'd be pretty confident in saying that he doesn't. Um, but this one for him, 919th, congratulations to him. 100 million streams, I'm sure it's fucking, he's stoked. Oh, I can't believe it. When I was looking up the, the, that information for this episode and writing it down, and I saw 94 million streams in the song, I was legit shocked. Like, who is listening to him that much? Fair enough, it's a good song. But I would never have thought that it would be that popular. So, you know, you get surprised like that sometimes. Um, and that leads us into 918. It is for light facilities with Sunshine featuring Reggie Watts from the album Down to Earth in 2014. 16 million streams on this one. And Reggie Watts is a comedian and also a musician. Um, I found Reggie Watts on a recommended YouTube video with a TED Talk. And I didn't understand what he was doing. When I watched the TED Talk and I was just fascinated by how ridiculous it was. Go look it up. He spends the first couple of minutes speaking entirely in like French. And I think that people think they're in the wrong room. And he's speaking in French fluently. Like, I don't know what he's saying in French, but he's speaking fluent French. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? People, you can see them in the crowd just like, um, this could be a waste of my time. And then he starts speaking like fluent English, no problem in British, like a British accent. Turns out he's an American. So, or maybe he is British, but he was doing an American accent. He was, he was just fluctuating between the two, and he was saying absolute gibberish, and it was hilarious. And then he did, like, a musical fucking piece using blue pedals and shit, and it was just a whole experience, man. I had no idea what was going on. I think the video is, like, called... It's, like, the title of the video is referenced to, like, him literally wasting your time, which is cool. Um, so... He's in this song. I didn't realise it was him until I, like, found him out. I didn't look up Reggie Watts after I heard this song. But I just like Fly Facilities. And this album's got quite a few really good songs on it. Um, and, yeah, it's a it's a great song. But the combination of those two made it even better for me. And I was at Groove in the year Fly Facilities were there. I just don't think I listened. I don't think anyone saw the set. I probably should have. It would have been real good. Um, but the big, after a big day at Groove and I really just wanted to fucking sit down so I think I missed out on them then but I'm sure they'll be back I'm sure I'll see them again um, and that's 918 Sunshine by Flight Facilities featuring Reggie Watts and 917 now this is a Spotify Discover Weekly sort of tune I think I think this, that's exactly where I got it from. I don't think I went searching for this. I think it just popped up in my recommended one time. It's Forget Your Mind by Venice Queens, and it's a single from 2018. Um, it's got 216,000 streams, so not too popular. Not too many people know about it. I'm not even sure how they're going as a band. I don't even know if they're where they're from. 
I know absolutely nothing about them. I just remember enjoying this song. And it's made its way into the countdown. Um, but it's always strange to me. I don't really know how Spotify works for artists. Um, because I was in a band for like a while. But we never put anything on Spotify. So I don't know how, you know, getting added to playlists works. If you need to, you know, recommend yourself to them. Or what it does. But they got recommended to me and I enjoyed it. And or is it like people that listen to that song or that band also listen to other songs and because I was listening to those songs I recommend it to be that one I'm not sure if anyone has any specific information please let me know that would be wonderful but the Spotify algorithm I think generally is a mystery to a lot of people I don't think anyone knows how it works um, so 917 forget your mind a couple hundred thousand streams good for them um, I'm, I think they're Australian no idea where they're from um, and you know there's a million and one little small Australian bands that must just pop up every now and then and, and give you a song. And I've got a few of them, actually quite a lot, I would say, in this county. So you can appreciate them. Um, but I don't think they're ever going to come to Newcastle unless like, they make it big or like they want to go on tour out of their own pocket and not get paid. But, you know, maybe they will one day. Um, so I remember White Blanks came to Newcastle and they played in the fucking the warehouse with like 80 to 100 people there and I wanted to go I literally bought tickets and went and I took my girlfriend and she like poor thing like really didn't want to be there but they were good like they were fine I think they broke up like the next day but you know it's always good to support the local local music industry but I don't think Venice Queens are paying out of their pocket to go to the camp anytime soon um, as I said I know nothing about them they could literally be in Perth and as if they're going to fly so yeah, that's them. That's 917. 916 is London Bombs by Eskimo Joe, a established Australian band who, of course, had Black Fingernails Red Wine, and that is the album name of this one. 2006 was the album, and this song was on the album, London Bombs. But I worry that... I got the year wrong, but there was a single for London Bombs, which is in the playlist. Um, it was London Bombs single, 2007. And I was like, no, I'm pretty sure it's on the album. So I went and looked at the album, which came out in 2006, and it was on there. So I don't know if they released the song after the album or what the go was. But, yeah, 2006, about 15 years ago, they had a good couple of years there where they were a big Australian band. Black Fingernails Red Wine obviously would have done a lot for them. Eskimo Joe, I'm sure if they were to come back to like a fucking wine festival or some shit in like Colvin, people would love that. Like a day on the green, that is right up their alley. I went to a day on the green and it was um, Temper Trap, The Preachers, Tash Sultana, and like garbage, I think it was. And yeah, man, Eskimo Joe, they'd fit right in there. Good day, good day out, and I'm sure that that's their type of their type of style, or like an oldie festival, you know. I think I got my mum tickets to that. I think Pseudo Echo played or something. I'm not too sure. Or yeah, I think it was Pseudo Echo. I don't know. But um, yeah, Eskimo Joe. They had From the Sea, which was top ten in its year of the hottest 100. I remember that because we did a 2001 to 2010 decade 
Hot 100, like we just put all the top 10s from those that decade in a playlist and shuffled them from 100 to 1. That was great, that was a great night. Yeah, their mate's house. Um, Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger by Daft Punk 1. So that was, you know, not disappointing. I don't think anyone was upset that it won, but it just wasn't what we expected. We didn't really know what was going to win because we didn't know all the songs that were in there. So it was dis- disappointing for us in that manner. Um, but, yeah, Eskimo Joe had From the Sea in there. I don't know where that came on the day, but it was the top 10 of its year. So that's them. And it leads us, of course, into 915. We are halfway through the episode, 20 minutes in. Perfect timing, even, for me. You know, I, I just subconsciously do that sometimes. I don't realise that I am perfectly on schedule after about five minutes of rambling at the start about something random in my life, you know? I can, I can comfortably get to 20 minutes halfway through with all the songs, so... Um, you know, sorry for yawning, hope that didn't make you yawn, weird thing that the body does with yawning, like if you see someone yawn, you automatically yawn, like what is that all about, makes me a little bit uncomfortable, like if I look at you and I yawn, chances are you will also yawn, I don't know if it's because your brain thinks that it's supposed to be tired because other people are tired, but it's 4.30 on a Sunday, like why am I tired, anywho, 915, it's Kendrick Lamar back again with a single this time from 2014. 136 million streams. He always gets the streams. It's I. Just the letter I. Lowercase letter I. Which is fine. Good for him. Um, not a great SEO, I think. If that's that's a thing. I think a search engine optimization. And by that, it's, it's a term used by like developers I think to make your whatever you want people searching for that's yours make it easy to find you so if you looked up I on the internet you are not finding Kendrick Lamar's song you're just finding definitions for the letter I maybe a random fucking company or something but I don't think you're gonna if I google I that song's not coming up on Spotify maybe but even then I don't think so so I mean, it's Kendrick Lamar, I don't think he cares. I think he's going to get the lists anyway. But this is a good song. Funky. Very, like, good... I don't want to say vibes again, but yeah, good vibes, man. And, um... He... I've mentioned him a few times now so far, so I don't want to continue doing that. But he's got quite a few songs. I thought he would be my top rapper, but you'll find out who that is. Of course, later. But, um... You know, he's not... I thought he'd have the most songs, but he didn't really have that many. He has obviously got a lot of good songs, but for me personally, they're not in the playlist. So, take from that what you will. Um, And, yeah, 136 million streams on that one. Just a quick and easy couple thousand dollars. I don't know how much money he would get from that, but I'm sure he's doing it right for himself. I feel like if I could have 136 million streams at, like, less than half a cent a stream, you'd still be making a fucking fair chunk. 80 million cents divided by 100 is, what, 80k? Maybe? I don't know. Is that right? Something like that. I don't know. I can't really... I don't know if there's exact maths on that. 
you know, I think that he would be getting a fair little bit, but I think his record label would get that as well. I remember when Ed Sheeran sold out his tour of Australia, and, like, we went off how many tickets were on there. We tried to do the maths, and, like, it was a couple hundred million dollars. I didn't even think he would have got fucking a third of that. Um, you know, but what can you say? Uh, Ed Sheeran, actually. I don't even think he makes this countdown. Which is not a comment on him. I just don't think any of his songs were good enough in the, in the end. Which is brutal, I know. Oh, no, there would be. There's one. I, know. I definitely know there's one. There might be more. Who knows? Uh, but, yeah. Kendrick Lamar. I. 2014. Seven years ago. He's been around that long. Even longer back. I think 2008 or something. I don't know how old he is. He'd probably be mid-30s now. Or, like, maybe early 30s. Because I think rappers start pretty young. Um, and 914. It's DZ Death Race from their album Bloody Lovely in 2018. Three million streams on Shred for Summer. That's 914 Shred for Summer, and they were they were a fucking big deal in 2018. I remember they were at Splendor and they were at Falls, or they were at, no, they were at Splendor for sure because the Red Wig will come out Murray. And I went and saw them live at the Cambo, and there, you know pretty violent Soho-ish with their, um, their death pits, I guess you would call them, um, and I thought, I always, when I think of DZ Death Rays, I think of the interview that the June Rats did with them, after Red Light, Green Light, when they just smoked bongs for the whole video, that was pretty fucking crazy, and, um, is it, fucking, who's the, whoever the drummer is, BJ or something, I don't know, for the June Rats, was so fucking high, man. Like, not even funny. So funny how high he was. But, like, yeah, they did an interview. But I'm pretty sure for the DZ Death Race song, I'm not sure what song it was, but they did shots for the whole video. So I think June Rats copied them, but they were all friends, so they didn't care. But I think they did shots for theirs, which is fuck crazy. And I'm pretty sure um, Shane, who is in DZ Death Race, I think the other one... No, Shane's the fucking... Drummer, I think the drummer did the interview, but I don't know if he was. I don't know if he's Shane, but the drummer like threw up on in the middle of the video. I'm pretty sure and they had to, like cut it or it's in there. I'm not too sure, but he threw up in the video, so that was pretty funny. Um, yeah, so doing shots for the whole video, doing fucking bonk for the whole video, fuck that, crazy. And yeah, I haven't heard too much from them since. It's not really my style of music. I've said that about Violent Soho. It's not really my thing, but at the same time it can be, like, I do, I don't mind listening to it every now and then, but I'm not chucking on DZ Death Race for my drive, you know, it just doesn't happen really, they often get the skip unless I'm in the mood, and thankfully my, my brain and my decision making process for this thousand didn't incorporate what I was feeling at the time, I think my brain sort of knew that Maybe I don't listen to this song all the time because maybe I'm not in the mood, but I still do listen to it and it's still a really good song and it is worthy of 914. So that's maybe for me, like I feel like I can give myself a bit of credit on that one. Um, and yeah, three mil on that one, but I think they were they were a big deal for a while on Triple J when this album came out and they were on some festival lineup. So the streams don't matter too much to them, I don't think. 2018, well while ago now when I think about it so much has happened so much so that 913 is from the same year I can't believe that this is that long ago 
So I remember when this album came out because the Wombat's new album, Beautiful People Will Ruin Your Life, came out on the exact same day and I just, unfortunately for the Wombats, had to listen to Hockey Dad's Blend In, one of my favourite ever albums, so many good songs on that one, and I remember listening to that album just religiously, basically, for a couple of weeks, I remember I listened to it four or five times when it first came out, like at midnight, like I just listened to it back to back, and 913, where I came from, from Blend In in 2018, only 800,000 streams, which is actually a lot more than I would have thought, because it wasn't a feel, like it wasn't a hit song from that album, um, in terms of, you know, people listening to it all the time, but it was, um, for me, one of the, one of the good ones. Um, in terms of actually the album, I think it's placed pretty low, like, generally speaking, but I, um, it's, I think it's the lowest ranked song from the album, except Eggshells didn't make it at all, I have pulled up at work, that's fine, yeah, Where I Came From, um, and yeah, I remember listening to that album four or five times on the day, so, um, to get it in there now is no surprise, which leaves us with two more songs for the episode. And so far we've had quite a few good ones. The streams, not so much, other than, you know, Nikki and Kendrick Lamar. Um, not as many streams as some of the previous episodes, which is fine. Not every song episode is going to have a billion streams. But I'm just, you know, I'm just thinking what is a lot of streams, and I'm looking down the list here, and you know, 13 million, 16 million, 200k, 800k, 3 million, where I come from just had 832k, 912 has 2 million, and 912 is TK Mardza with Awake, featuring JPEG Mafia, and this one is in the party playlist, it is in the pump up playlist, it is in all those good playlists that get the heart rate going. 2020 from the album Last Year Was Weird Part 2. And I find it interesting that she wrote that album and called it that in 2020, which would then become the weirdest year ever. 2019 individually for her might have been weird, but I can dare say that having quarantine and the world shut down for a couple of months still is really... I'm sure she's not, uh, I'm sure she'd say last year was weird as well now. So that's TK Miser with JPEG Mafia. JPEG Mafia played at fucking Listen Out? Yeah, Listen Out. Early in the day. I don't think I listened to him. I think he was before Denzel Curry. I just didn't get the opportunity to listen to him. But he did come out for Flume Set that night. So that was cool. And TK Miser. New song, Kim. I think it's been overplayed the fuck out of on Triple J because on Reddit, there's a Triple J Reddit subreddit and they've been talking about, they just talk about every week, you know, or every month what their least favourite song is or most played or what their favourite song is on the on the station. And a lot of people said that Awake has been played, ah, uh, Kim has been played way too much. And I heard Kim on V Hits or Max or MTV Whatever one it is on Foxtel now. I know they got rid of V, so it must be MTV. Um, and I heard it there for the first time at work, and I thought that was sick. I didn't realise that it was 
new. I didn't realize that it was over and triple J. So, unfortunately, um, I've not got it in this one, but I've got a wake in. And yeah, as I said, 2 million streams, 2020. And, you know, a couple of new songs this, year, this countdown. There's a lot of 2020, a lot of 2019, 2018. And that's fine for me. This is this is my musical peak right now, I reckon, where I've personally peaked. And a lot of those songs have come from the last few years, which is fine for my all time. I haven't been alive that long, so I can't, you know, I can't give too much um, thought into how recent some of them are because it's pretty much when I've been, you know, 16 to 22, 20, 21 at the moment, but nearly 22. You know, those last five years have been pretty much right where I have been listening to music and all the new releases and stuff. So it's no surprise that it's all pretty recent. Hope I do this again in like 40 years and I'm like 65 and I try and fucking try and do this whole thing. It's going to be crazy. I'll have like a whole bank of songs to look back on. And, you know, I'm sure that I won't lose this thousand. I might need to write it down somewhere and stash it away and then get it back out in 20 years. Who knows? Um, but it leads us, of course, into the final episode, final song of the episode. I don't know how many times I do that, but it's the final song of this episode. And 33 minutes at the moment, and probably going to be a short one today, actually, which is which is fine. Not all of them are going to be 40. Um, some of them will be a little bit earlier. Work was very easy to get to today. It didn't take me very long at all. So sometimes at 4 o'clock on a bloody... Monday afternoon, it's going to take me 45 minutes, but today it took me like 25, and I've been sitting in my car for about five or, five or so minutes, so, you know, some of them are going to be a bit shorter, because I can't be bothered sitting in my car for that long, not doing anything, at least I'll, at least I get to drive sometimes, but, of course, 911, the final song of the episode, before we eventually hit 910 to 901, which will mean episode 11 is in the 800s. But episode 9 it is right now, and 911 is Border Lair by Angus and Julia Stone from the album Snow, 2017. 8 million streams as well, so not too many streams on that one, which is interesting. I would say this has probably been the lowest ranked amount of streams. I would I'd almost go as far to say that. In my head right now, I don't even know if there'd be more than 200 streams, 200 million streams. Less than 300 million, I would be my guess. Um, and a quick calculation in my head right now is that I'm right. I don't think... It might be just under 300 million. But Baudelaire from the album Snow and Angus and Julia. I thought they broke up, but they must not have. Maybe they've broken up now. I think that they both just went to do their own separate thing and Dope Lemon was fucking huge for a while. But they haven't released anything since Snow other than, like, a liker version, and was, is Youngblood also a cover, I think it is, so a couple covers, but they haven't done anything in four years, Angus Stone is, I'm just on Spotify now, he has an Angus Stone account, and then there's an also a Julia Stone account, and then there's Angus and Julia Stone, but of course there's Dope Lemon, which is his side project, which has a lot of good songs in there as well. And so they're doing quite well for themselves, I would say. I don't think they do too much. I think they live on a fucking farm or some shit in the valley and just absolutely love their life. Um, so, Baudelaire from that album, 
Same sort of thing as Catfish. I didn't... Like, Snow, as an album, fantastic. Listen to it all the time. But I don't know all the songs off by heart. Like, again, with Catfish and, and the Grogan's. Same sort of point where I don't know the song unless I listen to it immediately and, and know the the composition of it. But if you told me the song, I probably wouldn't know how it goes unless I listen to it. Other than, like, Chateau, because the Chateau is obviously a big song. But... That's it for today. We had Red by Catfish and the Bottleman, Nikki by Logic, Sunshine by the Flight Facilities and Reggie Watts, Forget Your Mind by the Venice Queens, Eskimo Joe with London Bombs, Kendrick Lamar with I, Shred for Summer by DZ, Death Rays, Hockey Dad, Where I Came From, TK Meidzer and JPEG Mafia with Awake, and you just heard Baudelaire by Angus and Julia Stone. 2017, and other than London Bombs by Eskimo Joe, all those songs are in this decade, so that's an interesting fact, and you will hear next episode, episode 10, a very big landmark, the end of the 900s, um, 910 to 901, what a pleasure it's been, episode 5 is out on Spotify at the moment, so I'm still a couple in the head, still a couple ahead, sorry. And I'm about to share it all on my Instagram. So I'm about to officially release. The episodes are available on Spotify. So if someone's stumbled across them, they have listened to them. But I will officially release them. How exciting that will be. And so that's it for today. Thank you as always for listening. Um, and I hope to see you next time in episode 10. You've been, I've been Truck Mac. And it's been my pleasure. Thank you.